This is Faith Revisited. Welcome to the podcast. On Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Faith Revisited podcast. How are you doing, Ben? I'm wonderful. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. We're so happy to be with you today. And we have a very fun, interesting topic that you all may be very curious about or hesitant about. Ben, what are we talking about today? Well, or or you're going to feel a little guilty about Okay. We're going to talk today about this mysterious, wonderful, mind-boggling little friend that people either know or know about, and her name is ChatGPT, or in general terms, the role of artificial intelligence and how it plays into life and ministry. Exactly. So this is something that you may not think comes across on our faith-based podcast, but we've actually been talking about this a lot lately between Ben and I and have been using it. And we want to kind of tell you how it came to be, how we're using it, how you can use it, some tips and tricks to just help make your time more efficient. Yeah. And I think it helps to to just name aloud the tension we all feel. You know, the world is changing. Mm-hmm. And you and I, I think if people have been listening for a while now, they've picked up on the fact that we're at least open-minded enough to say, how could God be at work in new things? Mm-hmm. Not to say that you shouldn't question things yes, or be skeptical, but like, don't be closed-minded about it. Correct. So a few weeks ago, and it was kind of a combination of conversations, you, I don't even remember, I was trying to look back at our text thread to but somehow you mentioned a chat GPT to I was like, what is that? And then I asked a friend and he was like, oh, you need to look into this. You know, I think what I did was I went into, so chat GPT is a platform. It's free to sign up for. They have a free version. Uh, I put in their faith-based podcast yes. episode ideas for two people. That's it. And That's it spit out 10 ideas of ideas for podcast episodes. And we're going to put in the show notes a general link to ChatGPT. Just be ready that you're going to lose an afternoon. <laughs> once you start playing, it, it it's like it, it's endless. This is, I think, as a layperson who like understands enough of the internet to get in trouble, this is like the next thing that could be a, a major role in the internet. You know, back in the day, you know, I'm a few years older than you, Molly. I remember being in like middle school going, you mean you can type stuff into the computer and it will tell you the answer to it? 
Like you don't have to go to the library and look this up or, you know. I keep like, thinking about Ask Jeeves. I was at the yes. very end of Ask Jeeves. Yeah. This is like, yes, this is Ask Jeeves for the 21st century on steroids. Yeah. So you go to chat GPT and you can, and you need to be specific because the more general you are, the harder it, you know, it can kind of hone in on things, but you can ask a question and it will give a variety of answers or, and then we can kind of tease this out more for how it plays into ministry. You could say, you know, chat GPT, write me a paragraph about this topic or write me a blog post or write me, you know, you, the, Options could be endless, and it will spit back some attempt at what you just asked. Yeah, so the crux of ChatGPT is it combs the internet and will spit out. The key is the prompts. So you put in a prompt, you know, I want 10 faith-based podcast ideas for two people, and it spit out, you know, uh, I wish I had the list in front of me, like, you know, faith and you know, if you're questioning faith or, you know, it listed out 10 topics and then, so it had the title and then a description of each one. So that's the crux of what it is, is it's like a Google or an Ask Jeeves on steroids, yes. um, but you, the key is the prompts. So it's how specific you get. So Ben and I have been playing with, you know, like a blog post, write me a 500 word blog post about a certain passage of the Bible. Yes. Or, or even as specific as write me 500 words on why United Methodist churches should not leave the United Methodist church. Mm-hmm. Chat GPT knows the denomination is splitting up and will write you a persuasive post about why a church should not disaffiliate. Or I'm guessing you could flip it. Yes. Why should my church disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church? And it will write you a persuasive argument. Yes. So, Ben, how I don't know if we even gave enough background on this or we jumped in because Ben and I have been nerding out about this for weeks yes. now. And so we may already be over your head, but how have you been using this in your life, whether that be part of ministry or not? Okay, so this is where go to the show notes, and this is where we want you to multitask. Go to the show notes, or Google Chat GPT, and 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 play along while we talk. Okay, yeah. and so you, I have really just been curious about mm-hmm. things, and I've done some research on how to be more and more specific to get a more yes. and more accurate, you know, response to my prompts. So, for example. And I'm going to give our friend David Donnan over at the David Donnan podcast a shout out here. David gave me the idea that he said, if I wrote bulletin fronts, you know, that that quippy little four paragraph, you know, pastor writing, oh, the other day I was thinking about this. I'm going to be honest with you. And for people who are not pastors, I don't think you understand. It takes a lot of creative energy to write something that gets a very low yield. <laughs> on response. Yeah. I used to write them. I know that there are probably four people in the church who loved them. Nobody else read them. Yeah. And, and for the amount of energy it took to put into writing this four to six paragraph, 300, 500 word essay every week on top of a sermon, on top of, on top of, on top of, it just didn't get much response. Now that said, there are churches out there who still, it's like, no, the pastor writes a bulletin front every week. 
on whatever topic they want. But like, and some pastors I see are like, you know, I'm just going to use it for announcements. We're going to write about now the church is doing these six things. What David said was, if I had to write a bulletin front like that, I would never write one totally by myself again. Pastors, ask ChatGPT, hey, will you write 300 words on and then whatever topic you're preaching on that week? Now, here's what here here's the trick. And Molly, you can speak more to this. This is not going to do all your work for you. This is not like like you're not officially, you know, Tom Sawyer getting ChatGPT to paint thin. <laughs> that said, you're getting a lot of help here. And so would you say that you still have to go back and edit and tweak responses? Yeah, I would say if you read through it all, I mean, it depends. More essay formats, if you're writing longer form things, you can kind of tell throughout there. They're using words that are just like, okay, I wouldn't use that word. Or they say, you know, regardless or in conclusion, you know, they say things frequently or likewise. So no matter what, yeah, you're not, this isn't the end all be all. You do need a human component. I would go through and edit or, you know, change a couple things, but it gets you 95% of the way there. And that said, for pastors who notoriously have writer's block on Tuesday because you've got to turn this thing in so that your office person can print by Thursday and you're like, oh my God, I don't have 300 words just to pull out of my rear end on this topic. Mm -hmm. Type something into chat GPT and at least gives you a working sort of, okay, all right, my brain, it's like WD-40 for the brain. My brain's moving in this topic. Here's some things. Yeah, I don't like the way that they, it doesn't sound like me, but you know, I kind of like, yeah, and then you edit it. But the time you spend editing that 300 words versus trying to work with a blank canvas, Mm -hmm. save exponential time. And I would argue probably still get a, about the same amount of yield of response, and B, I'd be willing to bet about the same quality of work as you were probably turning in, doing it all on your own because you think that you're the only writer there could ever be. <laughs> Very famous people have a team of people help them write things yeah. all the time. Yeah. So as pastor, I would not be ashamed one bit for small writing assignments like this to get a little help. I read an article, and, and we'll be sure to post this in the in the show notes as well, that one of the better analogies that I liked, and I don't know, Molly, you can speak to this, for chat GPT is it's not going to do, it's not going to put people out of work. Like it's not robots taking over and people will no longer have jobs. However, it can serve as a wonderful research assistant. Mm-hmm. So it's like having this assistant, you know, that you you kind of pay a meager salary to and you're like, oh, I, let me think about topic, this topic, go find me X, Y, and Z and bring it back. Well, you know that a good chunk of what your research assistant brings you back, you're like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's not good. That's good. You yeah. know, if you're looking for quotes or additions into a sermon, you know, what have some theologians said about X, Y, and Z? Give me a list of those examples. And you can go on and do the research from there. Um, One way that ChatGBT is changing the way is there are going to be a lot of people who are going to put up their, you know, feet, heels in the sand and say, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. It's possible they can get left behind in the area that their time is going to be used differently. Whereas if you're utilizing these resources available to you for free, you are going to save so much time 
in some of these areas. You know, it's just compiling it for you quicker, easier, that kind of thing. One way you were saying that, you know, this isn't going to take away jobs from people. It's going to create opportunities. Oh, yeah. People are paying, they're called prompters because it's really about how, what you put into chat GPT is really helps what you get out. Like you can create an avatar, avatar, write me a 300 words on this topic from the perspective of a United Methodist pastor or a perspective of a Harvard professor or a perspective of a 16 year old female, you know, you could give it those avatars. So it writes in that style. Yes. Now I'm glad you brought that up. So, so two fun ones that I found one is, and I I didn't even think about going that far, but I had a friend say, tell, tell them, write a 500 word in the style of a New York times editorial. Mm, mm -hmm. And it will write you sort of an editorial format of whatever it is. Here's the other thing that I found is that you can load decent sized sample of your own writing. So I have a blog. Maybe we should put the link to that in the show notes too. I have a blog and it's just cheap way to get you to read my blog. (laughs) I have a blog and uh, I just copied and pasted a chunk, two or three paragraphs, posted it in there. And then in the next prompt said, write 500 words on such and such topic, you know, based on this post. And it was, it was not perfect, but it was even better than just the general prompt. Like it started to go, holy smokes, this, this sounds a little like me. Yeah. Like it takes your sentence structure. It takes your, your verbiage. I mean, let's be honest for a lot of us, we have favorite words. We have favorite Mm -hmm. ways of saying things. It comes through in your writing. And it was fascinating that like, this thing's kind of getting me. And, and for anyone who's going, that's scary. How dare listen, there are speech writers who for hundreds of years have made a living off of writing in the voice of someone else. Ghost writers too, probably your favorite Ghost writers written by other people. I mean, let's go back to scripture. Paul didn't write all the letters in the New Testament. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. There were people who studied under Paul, who knew Paul's voice so well because they were students, they could write like Paul would write. And the reason that you wrote as Paul is because that's where you got the press. Paul was the famous writer and more people would read it if he wrote in that voice. Ted Sorensen is one of the most famous speech writers in American history. Ted Sorensen is the man who actually wrote, ask not what you can do for your country, but or ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Sorensen was college buddies with JFK and was Mm. his writer all the way through Sorensen wrote in that famous Kennedy voice and so this is this has been around this is just a different it's it's an automated version of ghostwriting and And what it's doing going back to your blog post and in your voice so ChatGPT pulls from the internet so it is pulling from all of the information and data on the interwebs Similarly to Google, but it's actually Mm -hmm. spitting you out what you want. Uh, And I also want to make a note, because it's pulling from the internet, for Ben's blog, if he were to sit down and, you know, do a couple new blog posts a week, he would see increased SEO results and traffic because 
it's pulling keyword rich data because that's what's on the internet and that's what it's reading. So your blog posts are already this magic word SEO. I'm in marketing, so this is a lot of my life, but it's pulling keywords that are going to help get you seen more. So if your church has a blog, if you as pastors or in ministry or just as a lay person have a blog, it's pulling already keyword rich text for you. So it is done the heavy work. Yeah. And so what are the applications for ministry? Um, I would say, you know, kind of these, these routine, you know, sort of things that can be sort of annoyances of, of, of new work that you have to produce bulletin fronts, you know, if your church does a blog, uh, you know, reflections, I mean, you know, little things like that, it can at least get, get your juices flowing. It can get you started in that direction. Another thing I actually found was pretty helpful. I did a few uh, options of like, give me, give me a sermon series topics, list of sermon series topics on, you know, grief or, you know, on Easter, give me, give me 10 Easter idea, Easter sermon mm-hmm. ideas. Holy smokes. It's like, these aren't bad at all. Yes. Really can kind of get your creative, you know, juices going and at least get you in a place where it's not doing your work for you, but it is kind of helping, you know, move, move, you move the needle towards, towards Mm -hmm. where where you need to go. I mean, those are some, some things. Molly, tell a story real quick, because I remember you saying in your world, a marketing world, this is at least a potential game changer in terms of what you're able to produce for clients uh, and 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 the speed at which you're able to do that. How, how yeah. is that? So an example, one of our friends who works with us and we're hoping to utilize his skill using AI into catapulting our business to another level, but he wrote using documents that our clients had already created, like say a warranty guide or care and use instructions. He loaded those into them and spit out a blog post using the documents that they had already created long ago or their catalog to redo product descriptions. So it really saves so much time and effort. He wrote four keyword rich, ready to go blog posts that we just need to input some photos for in 20 minutes. And normally four blog posts would have taken a week or more for us to actually sit down and write. And this is using language and information they've already created. It's using what's out there on the internet if it's just a common topic or something like that. Some of my clients have very nuanced products and there's what we're finding is some of the information has been inaccurate. But after having another conversation with him, we can feed him, we can feed the robot accurate information and they can spit us out social media plan, you know, Twitter content could do YouTube descriptions. That's a great thing that I have a friend who posts videos on YouTube and she uses ChatGPT to write a YouTube description based on the video. So yes, um, so it does have a lot of the timely work down. Yes. And a couple of things for anyone who's sitting out there still skeptical, especially in the church world of, you know, is this helpful? One thing that Molly just pointed out that churches are way behind where Molly's world is. We now have platforms that we at least want to, or are halfway expected to enter into social media, 
um, YouTube, you know, you got things with, with online worship, you know, a number of things. We don't know how to write effectively for these ever-changing brand new platforms. Let's be honest. None of us learn that in seminary. Most church people don't know it unless you have a Molly in your church who can start speaking this foreign language of SEOs and, and content rich and, and words and all these. You're like, what is this? So it can help you write for platforms you don't currently understand, thereby helping you understand those platforms better. Mm-hmm. It will make you a better student, okay? Number two that I think is really, really important, and this is where I would sell it to pastors or whoever in the world, it will make you a more effective steward of time. If you're a pastor who thinks that you, I've got too much integrity to let this do, okay, well, how many visits are you cutting short with people because you've got to go back and write a bulletin front? How many phone calls are you neglecting to make? How many one-on-one sit-downs that you could really be spending actual ministry time with people face-to-face, on the phone, on Zoom, meaningful time person-to-person, but your mind is focused on this deadline for this piddly project that if you just let this thing write it for you or help you rather write it in a quarter of the time, you can invest your time more wisely in ministry that gets miles versus these little posts that you feel like you have to do to get you like a foot or two of progress versus miles. Naps. Amen. With people. Amen, Ben. I am having a field day over here. That's exactly, you're in ministry to be with yeah. the people, to minister the word of God. You're not in ministry to write the few pages on the front of the bulletin or sermon notes based on a sermon you wrote, you know, however many years ago, or all these other little things that take up your time. And are not in the core of the ministry of the work that you should be doing and that you want to be doing. And by the way, for your family too. I mean, rather than sitting down at seven o'clock because, oh crap, I forgot to do this. You know, and you spend the next hour on the computer because you forgot this writing assignment. You could say earlier that day, you know, and you wrap the project up in 15 minutes instead and you're done and you get to invest time in your family. Mm. It's not only about hacking or gaming a system. This is about being a better steward of your your time, which is finite. Um, your energy, which we don't want to admit it, that's finite too. Um, and you get to invest it more wisely. So I would say it's worth. We'll put it link in the show notes. It's worth playing with, kind of tinkering with. Uh, I keep it pulled up on my computer now, mm-hmm. and when I'm kind of curious, you know, and got about two minutes of downtime, which turns into ten minutes sometimes of <laughs> exploring. It kind of like, okay, all right. And you're learning a new thing that can really be beneficial to helping you, especially with uh, the task of creating creative work. So Ben, the age old question to finish us out, will my pastor be a robot ever? Not unless you really ask the bishop to send you a robot. There's still going to be people. And I hope people who have a little more energy for the things that matter and are smart enough to start being curious and not judgmental about the things that can help them invest wisely in things that actually matter for the kingdom. Wow. Well, thank you all so much for listening. If you have more questions, reach out to Ben or I, as we've been playing with this, we are not experts, but we are learning and we are curious of technology and how it can be better used in our lives. And really, like you said, create more space for the things that matter. So um, we'll see you next time. Have a great day.